That's a good song. That's a good song by a long dead artist called Nick Drake from his album Pink Moon. And the song is Place to Be. Uh, an easy one to play if you've got all the tricks to it. <clears throat> Sounds a lot harder than it actually is. I'll put this away. I hadn't really planned this out properly. I didn't know I was going to do a podcast, but then it kind of worked out that way. So I hope you enjoyed the little song. Uh, This is Pushing Rubber Podcast, Adam Piggott, episode 129, bitches. Uh, And uh, coming to you on a, uh, it's been quite a autumn Sunday here in the Netherlands. And uh, tomorrow is Monday, but I'm not at work because uh, I've got three weeks off. I've taken three weeks holiday, which is a uh, which is nice. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the three weeks holiday because I have to because I've got so many holiday days. Um, they basically said, uh, Adam, you really need to take some holidays, please. So uh, I am. Um, and um, I'm not going anywhere. At this point in time, uh, not going anywhere. That, that, that might change. I, t- I tend to get an impulsive and I'm here in Europe and it's easy to get around Europe, whether by car or flying or train, whatever you want. Um, but um, at this point, I'm just going to have a quiet one, batten down the hatches, eat good food, drink good wine and whiskey. Uh, I've got a couple of appointments for New for christmas eve and uh christmas day um new year's eve doesn't do it for me anymore <laughs> when you when you're younger new year's eve is a really big deal uh like you know 18 19 20 whatever um but i haven't made a big deal out of new year's eve for quite some time now and i definitely won't be making a, a big deal out of this one um i uh quite Holland's quite scary on New Year's Eve. I've never seen anything like it before. Before I came here, but they uh, they go they go absolutely mental. I mean, uh, really mental. And they spend thousands and thousands of euros on uh, fireworks, and it's uh, basically World War Two all over again, uh, bar the shooting. Um, so uh, I'm I'm just not a big fan. You know, I'm like a, a dog when it comes to loud noises. I'm like, oh, do we have to? And apparently where I'm living at the top of Leiden here is uh, uh, kind of one of the favourite places for people to set off the big ones naughtily. So that's going to be fun. I might see if I can drag myself out of here and go somewhere else for New Year's Eve. Um, but that entails normally a long drive. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have been wanting to check out Hungary, though. I've heard the capital is really cool. And it's uh, and I've never been to an, a former Eastern Bloc country, and everyone tells me that's the one to do. So uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll head there on New Year's Eve. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But at this point, uh, I'm going to lay it low for the next three weeks. Um, and the uh, only goal i have apart from recharging batteries is to get some serious work done on my third book uh i really want to use this three weeks to smash out as much as i possibly can uh so you know we'll, we'll see how that goes I've, I've set myself up a schedule a gym schedule and a writing schedule so um and i'm gonna i'm gonna really try and hold pretty hard to that uh so i'll give you an update next weekend and uh tell you how it's all going Will I get a book finished in these three weeks? No, but uh, I'd like to get some serious work done on it. This week, as of course, has been uh, notable primarily for the British election, uh, where Boris Johnson um, kicked a certain communist ass. Um, I, I didn't even write anything in the lead up to it because I just thought it was such a an obvious result. It's just... Uh, and it just goes the way of all of the other 
nationalist results that have been happening in the last uh, few years since uh, Donald Trump uh, hit the big one. And um, it's, all the polls, of course, were saying that it was going to be, oh, so close. <gasps> British UK election could come down to a few votes. Mm-hmm. Um, same polls are saying that Donald Trump's losing to his Democratic potential presidential standoffs in just about every state, you know, all the swing states. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like to bid in huge time. And it's just like, oh, really? I don't even know why people are quoting these uh, polls like that. Uh, just, anyway. So that was a good result in Britain. Uh, will that mean Brexit? I'm not sure. Uh, I think Boris is a pretty good guy, but uh, I don't know. And I think uh, I think Britain's got a lot more problems. I mean, the, this is just going to be the start and the nationalist issue with Scotland and then Ireland as well. I, I think it could get quite messy over there. And let's not throw all the let's not forget about all the muzzies that are getting thrown into the mix and all the and all the rest of them as well from the subcontinent, specifically in the West Indies. It's just uh, yeah, I think it's a big a big bloody mess. And uh, they've got a lot of cleaning house to do. So I, th I think this, this will be the start of that. But yeah, not really sure. Not really sure at all on that one. Mm. Um, I was uh, walking on my way to uh, church this morning and I passed a shop window that said uh, clothing store. Uh, and it uh, had a sign up about its uh, organically sustainably farmed cotton uh, handpicked uh, through the beads of sweat of virgin, uh, nubile virgin girls. Um, and I just, uh, I, I, I was like, oh, I, I'll never go into your shop. There's two shops, some types of shop I don't go into anymore. Anything that has any shop that has a sale on Black Friday or anything similar to that, I don't go into. Because it just means that your your stuff is shit if you if you're giving it away from for for that low prices. Um, meaning all made in China or something like that, and it could be clothes or electronics or whatever. I don't care if you if you if you do the the Black Friday style big discount. May as well buy the stuff online, yeah. There's actually a, a big department store called Hudson's Bay here in Holland. I think it's a Canadian department store. It started up here about three or four years ago, and it's just gone bust uh, in the Netherlands, and they're about to close all the stores, I think, at the end of the year. And it was kind of like an upmarket department store. It was trying to take over from a, a Dutch department store that went out of business uh, a few years earlier. Uh and I remember I went to the store here in Leiden, and it's a beautiful store. Uh, well, it was. Um, now, now it looks like you know a rage of, uh, you know, of uh, a locust swarm has, has hit it as, as the shelves have been stripped clean. I, I went in to have a look at you know because they were selling all the stock off, and the stock was pretty high quality stuff, especially the kitchenware. But uh, of course, there was a line; must have been fifty people deep at the cashier to try and pay for this stuff. And I was just like, it's my, my, my time's worth more than that. I, I just, oh, I can buy this set of nice wine glasses for 25 euros instead of 
50 euros you know what it's not worth it's not worth the hour of my time to to line up and do that i've got better things to do with my life um but i went in there a couple of times before they were they hit hit trouble before they hit the wall so to speak uh and i remember both times i was uh it was something it was have you got such and such and they went no but you can order it from our online store and both times i thought what's the what's the point of having a brick and mortar store if you're going to stock more items online and you just say oh just order it online your, your staff don't even try to help don't even try to look don't even say oh let's see you know whether we could get that in no you can just order it online um so no surprise that they went broke no surprise that they went broke um i think going forward with online retailing and brick and mortar retailing i think if brick and mortar retailers want to survive um as brick and mortar then they've got to be brick and mortar you've got to be able to walk into their store and not only get whatever you could get online from from what the store or the company offers but you get that extra level of service i go into a store to to have have that service to to be looked after um and there's a there's a really nice clothing store small one men's clothing store here in uh, in Leiden and I've bought a few things off them over the last couple of months just because I go in there and the guy looks after you he knows what you're wearing he goes yeah 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 you must have bought that there and all their stuff's made in Italy or uh Turkey or Portugal um which basically means that it's going to be good quality stuff um and pretty good prices you know i mean it's it's upmarket stuff but they're good prices um uh, it's stuff that's going to last you decades you know and 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 be a pleasure to wear going to the store he looks after you yep 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 oh it's always got my size he's stocked up you know it's all there to be offered and uh he didn't have a black friday sale he didn't have a black friday and he definitely hasn't got he definitely hasn't got any uh anything up about sustainable organic fucking cotton i mean what's organic cotton what's what, what as opposed to what non-organic i mean cotton's cotton i just it just blows the mind blows the mind if you want to get good fabrics people that haven't been produced with whole lots of chemicals and pesticides and all the rest of it go to a little shop like the one i've mentioned just that's all you need to do they don't see the, the ones that are saying they've got organic cotton are charging you extra just for the privilege of having organic cotton it's still probably made crappily it's probably going to fall apart after five or six washes you just go to a decent store that doesn't do black friday sales and stocks a range of interesting uh designers uh that, that's all you need to do these shops are around it's just that you have to go and search for them you have to you have to have a little bit of knowledge yourself actually you have to know what you're looking for um and i remember what it was like when i was younger and trying to work out how to dress myself i i honestly honestly think that it was hard it was hard you know because no one ever taught me and i had to find it out 
for myself the hard way. Um, and I had lots of false starts. Um, but, gee, I tell you what, these days, if you dress well as a man, you really stand out. And I'm not talking going over the top. I am not talking you've got bloody handkerchiefs coming out of every pocket orifice known to man, you know, and this bizarre scarfs all tied in ridiculous, bizarre ties and all you just have to go good quality clothes and you you understand how colors match and what colors work with you know your your skin color and that sort of thing and geez i tell you what and i and and i think i said this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago i can't remember maybe i said it in an article remind me but you know the whole summer of love thing in the 60s broke down many things that uh I think generations before us took for granted but one of them one of them was dressing well and you, you look at like 1968 onward everyone looks like they just crawled out of bed um and that was one of the big things in america was uh you go into say stalls i, I never went into a walmart when i was over there I, th- I went what did i go into i went to a big sports store uh which was amazing for the guns that was incredible um but everyone just looked like they dragged themselves out of bed you know, literally, and it was it was just horrendous. I mean, it's it's like it's like how people dress when they fly these days. Flying twenty five years ago was God, was it pleasure? You, you got dressed up. Now it's horrendous. It's just not nice to be around other people. I tell you where uh, the one part of the U. And obviously, I knew I only went to Louisiana, but New Orleans uh, in the. Yeah, that was generally people dressing really well, especially in the French Quarter. The locals, not the tourists. The tourists were dressed horrendously. But the locals, blacks and whites, were dressed, uh, whites more than blacks, but generally dressed really, really well, really, really nice. Uh, very, very, very smart, very elegant, just taking care of themselves. Gee, it makes such a difference. And you know what? It's nice to wear nice clothes. It's nice to dress well. The thing that you've got to do, though, it's critically important if you're if you're wearing nice clothes. And I, I can't overemphasize this enough. It's so important. You've got to look comfortable in your clothes. Yeah, and by that, yeah, it's two things. A, you don't look like you know you're. Oh, oh my God. You, oh. A, you don't look like you don't belong. Okay, uh, that can be a problem when you first start experimenting a bit which is why it's important to take it one step at a time if you buy a piece let's say you buy a jacket and you you really like the jacket but when you put it on you're just not a little bit you're a little bit uncomfortable with it you think oh you know am i gonna am i gonna look out of place wearing this then yes you will look out of place wearing this because that's what you're feeling and it will it will come across so how do you how do you get past this barrier it's very easy you wear that jacket a lot in this case uh just wear it and wear it and wear it and wear it um and by wear it i mean put it on walk out walk down the street go for a walk go for a walk on a sunday wearing the jacket stop at a cafe have a coffee wearing the jacket um get get used to having that jacket on uh, so that's the first thing you've got to be you've got to be comfortable in in the clothes that you're wearing obviously not just rolled out of bed comfortable but you've got to be comfortable um the second thing relates to this but it's it's comfort in a different way um you've got to be relaxed 
wearing them. All right. And that's different from being comfortable. So comfortable, comfortable uh, relates to whether you belong in those clothes. Uh, relax means whether or not you're at a wedding or you're out with the lads. Yeah. So obviously, if you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt and you know some some boots, you're going to be relaxed wearing your clothes. If you're wearing a tuxedo, you're going to be a little bit more uptight and oh, I've got to I've got to stand a bit straighter and I've got to, you're going to look a bit more robot-y. Uh And that's the that's the second thing you got to make sure you do with nice clothes. It's it's to keep it's to keep being relaxed. It's to, it's think of it when you're wearing a a really good suit. Just pretend that you're wearing. A jeans and a t-shirt so you don't mind if it, it gets a bit wrinkly or something like that you're not trying you're, you're not you're not you can you can wash you can roll these sleeves up and do the dishes for instance um that's so that those are the two important things with nice clothes you've got to so it, there's three things i suppose you've got to look the part but then you've got to you got to you know you got to act the part and then by doing that you've got to fit into the part so uh, it's definitely worth it, but you're not going to get it from stores saying, you know, you know, we have organic cotton. Or if you wonder what that noise is, I'm playing around with the the uh, one of the things on my guitar. Uh, it's making a noise, and you're all probably wondering what the hell's that sound. Uh, I'll put it down a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, organic what? And, and you know sustainable any anytime anytime now I see the word sustainable I don't I won't even consider what they're offering I won't even consider it yeah I, I won't step foot in, inside your store you know sustainably or ecologically harvested fair trade any of that shit. I'm not. I'm not interested one little bit. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You can just go and get fucked. I don't. I don't. I don't want to buy your stuff because your virtue. Your virtue signalling is a store, and it's just an easy way out. It's just an easy way out to pretend that uh, you know that you know what you're doing. Oh, sustainable farming. Sustainable. Oh, fuck off. Just fuck off. It's like I've said this before, but if I if I buy canned tuna. I want canned tuna with extra, extra dolphin kill in my tuna. Guaranteed. If, if they could put out a, uh, a tin tuna that was like like uh, extra dolphin kill tuna, man, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Maybe that's a business idea. Extra dolphin kill tuna. More dolphins killed. Guaranteed more dolphins killed. Fishing for your tuna than any other tuna out there. <laughs> Probably a good name for this episode. Uh, and that's that's guys. That's how you should. Uh, that's how you should. That's how you should live your life. You don't want to be a joiner. That goes back to that old joke. You know, uh, I think it was Groucho Marx. I never want to belong to any club that have someone like me as a member. Um, and I was reading an interesting thing about uh, the old, the now sadly deceased uh, English comedian Rick Mail uh, from the Young Ones fame about how uh, he campaigned, uh, apparently it's back in 2002, Britain were very close to uh, adopting the euro currency. And uh, Rick Mail, who, who played a chronic lefty student in The Young Ones, came out very conservatively against, against uh, and he was part of the whole um, advertising pitch that was anti-joining the, the euro currency. 
and apparently it was extremely effective. Now, no one ever really found out his politics. He never really gave it away, whether he was left or right. He said, look, I'm, in, I'm an entertainer. That shouldn't be important. But the reason he campaigned against the euro was like, well, I don't want to be a joiner. I just don't want to be a joiner at all. And, uh, and I, 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 I relate to that very, very, very much. I've never been a joiner. When I started, when I started my working career, my employers were always exceptionally happy with me, except for the fact that I'm not a joiner. You know, so uh, whenever a company starts going on about how we're one big family, I just roll my eyes and make raspberry noises. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, mate, we're just here for the money. Fuck off. Shut up. Sit down. I don't want to know about it. I just don't want to know about it at all. Uh, I saw a thing today. Uh, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was basically there's a group who wants to make Europe the United States of Europe. And after the British election, they've got they've got the UK splitting off, but then they've got Scotland and Ireland like joining the United States of Europe. Now, the United States of Europe is just an absolute absurdity, even though they're trying to go that way with the, with the EU. But it's, it's not going to work because... Hungarians are different from the French, who are different from Italians, who are different from, you know, whatever. Uh, but what I thought was interesting about the United States of Europe um, idea was how it inadvertently reveals in its own um, irrelevancy or lunacy uh the inherent lunacy and irrelevancy of the United States of America. Because it's the same kind of thing. I mean, they might, you might all speak the same language, and even then, I mean, down in, the, down in Louisiana, there was a bit of French being thrown around. I've got to tell you that right now. Uh, in fact, you don't all speak the same language because you brought so many Spanish in. Um, a Yankee is so much different from a Southerner, who's so much different from, you know, a Montana mountain man, who's so much different from someone from San Diego or something like that. And I think, I think this, this United States of Europe reveals the artificial reality of the United States of America and how it shouldn't be the United States of America at all. You know, what was it, originally 13, 13 states? that got together, you know, like the Connecticut's and the Maine's and the New England's and that New York's and that sort of thing. These, these, were, these were separate identities, separate states, so separate countries, separate nations. Um, and I, I, I think they would be better off going their own way. We all talk about MGTOW, men going their own way. I think... Uh, American states going their own way. I think that's a good thing. And that's the first thing I thought when I saw the United States of Europe. I thought, well, that's really stupid. What else could be really stupid that's the United States of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Break it all up, that's what I say. Break it all up. Do a Yugoslavia on us. Without the horrible civil war, of course. Um, you know... Post-Yugoslavia, post you know, they're all quite happy. Croatia and Albania and, you know, all the rest of them. Slovakia. 
Uh, no, that's that's Czechoslovakia, uh, Slovenia. Um, you know, they've all, they've all gone their own way. They're all they're all quite happy. There's something in that. There's something in that. Like I said, I'm not a joiner. I'm not a joiner. Uh, I'm definitely a separator. Um, so Scotland separating from the UK, go for it. By the way, Scotland, the EU won't have you. You're too much of a basket case, even for them. Yeah, and this is this is this is this is coming from the people that took Portugal and Estonia. You're too much of a basket case, even for them. All right, you won't get in. You're not going to get. You're not going to get your welfare bill paid for by the EU, Scotland. Okay, and I think the English would be quite happy to see the back of you. This is coming from someone whose direct descendants are from Scotland, but I have to. I have to side with you know what the reality is uh and that's uh you know it doesn't look good as for ireland i mean yeah i mean take northern ireland back get that all done the protestants can all cross the channel it's not the whole point in the back in the day with the protestants and the catholics in ireland and northern ireland was it was you know that was hard to move around just just go just go to england there you go be a protestant there's no protestants in england anymore anyway have you seen the state of the anglican church it's horrendous absolutely horrendous um, like I said, I'm not a joiner. I'm not a joiner at all. This episode of the Pushing Mother podcast is about not being a joiner. Let me write that down because I need to put that in the show notes. Not being a joiner. Otherwise, I just won't remember. Um, and definitely extra dolphin killed with your tuna. Some, uh, I've had a few comments and emails from people um, telling me that uh, the sound is better on my podcast. All I've done, all I've done is stick the microphone directly in front of my face, whereas before it was about 25 centimeters off to my left. Uh, so this has obviously made a big difference, uh, which is nice. So uh, I'm happy that uh, the sound is better. I had no idea that the sound was crapperoony, so maybe you guys could have told me earlier, but that's all right. I inadvertently fixed a problem that I didn't know I had, uh, and I'm just got. I got an email this week from a woman who reads my blog called Katie. Uh, I'm going to read it out. She gave me a last name, but I won't, I won't identify her. But uh, if you email me, uh, you are um, on the hook. I can do whatever you, whatever I want with your email. Um, and it says to me, hi, Adam, you've mentioned a few articles that, you know, you've had a spiritual awakening or return to God over the past year. It would be interesting to read an article exploring that process in more detail. Uh, no, uh, I'm not going to do that. I've, I look, I'm not a God botherer. Okay. Uh, all, all I've done, all I wanted to do was simply state that I've found my way back to the Catholic church this year. Uh, for various reasons, but I am in no way uh, desirous of um, pontificating or converting or um, proselytizing on my own religious beliefs. It's it's not going to be a part of the blog in any way, shape, or form. You can you can get all that somewhere else. 
Uh, if that disappoints people, I'm sorry, but uh, I like to keep this blog as a general thing for men. Um, I think going forward that uh, that Christianity is going to become more important in the Western world from its um, from its low point of the last few decades. But um, I'll just track that. I'm not, I'm not going to push it. So I'm sorry, Katie, but I have to uh, I have to decline on that one. But and that's the reason that I'm I'm, I'm talking about this email on on air because if anyone else was of the same opinion, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm just not going to do it. Uh, she continues, I'm often put off and offended by your tone and opinion towards women. Uh, uh, yeah, well, um, I'm often uh, put off and offended by modern women. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, uh, you know, sorry, not sorry. She continues, but I think you would probably treat an actual woman as opposed to a, uh inflatable woman, I'm suppose. With respect and courtesy in real life, as compo- as opposed to contempt and vituperation on the internet, on a blog meant for men. Um, yeah, I do treat uh, I do treat women with a lot of respect, but I treat everyone I meet with a lot of respect. Um, I uh, I operate in the old karma principle of uh, you know you reap what you sow, so uh, I always try and be um, as polite and pleasant and uh, nice to be around as I possibly can, regardless of your uh, sex, um, skin color, um, religion, uh, even political persuasion, even political persuasion. Uh, only if, if you're really in my face uh, will I react. And even then, even then, it takes a lot, a lot to get me going. Uh, five or ten years ago, I could get going pretty easily, but it takes a lot to get me going now just because uh, I don't see the point. I'm not trying to convert anyone to my cause. I don't have a cause. She goes on, I have three sons and my husband, uh, who for various reasons is not able to be involved in raising uh, the kids as we both would really like. So the insights and advice you have for men are helpful as I work to raise them and my daughter as best I can. Well, good. I'm happy for that. Uh, so thank you for the time you put in, especially regarding the more positive articles and insights on what it means to be a man. I'm really glad to hear much of the place. Oh, yeah, this has also had positive results with regards to Katie. Thank you, Katie. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like I said, you know, I, I understand that you're put off and offended by my tone towards uh, women, but I'm put off and offended by uh, women in general these days. So, But like I said, in real life, I try to keep it real, as real as I can. Um, it's actually funny because uh, women who know me in real life but don't know about, you know, my blog and podcasts and all the rest, but when they do discover it, are actually really stunned. They're like, but this is this is this is this is nothing like you're like in real life. And I'm like, man, just uh, I don't walk around throwing all my opinions at everyone in real life. Probably because I just do it all on the blog. It gets it all out of my system. There we go. Ah, you're idiots. There we go. Ah. But I'm not. I'm not one of these guys that that. That goes around and you know and, and does that. It's just not going to happen. The only the only people I've met from the internet uh, are Aaron Clary and the Great One, and they were the same. It was all just cool. We were out with people, and no one was crapping on. Clary was not crapping on about economics or colleges, and Great One wasn't crapping on about Supergirl figures and whatever else he craps on about. Everyone was just you know they were just cool, and obviously we crap on on the internet. That's where we get it out of our system, and then. In normal life, where you know we just do our own thing, uh, and uh, that's how it should be. 
Speaking of Aaron Clary, he sponsors this podcast. So I'm going to give him a mention. Uh, check out Aaron Clary's website at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Check out his books. Uh, I've got one of his books on my banner on my webpage, which is um, Bachelor uh, Pad Economics. You can click on that. You can buy it, but it'll also give me a little kickback through the Amazon affiliate. Um and uh, all of his other books, he's working on a book at the moment. Aaron's got a lot more books out than I do. Um, this book is about millennials, not to help millennials, but to use millennials as a warning uh, for future generations uh, not to follow. I've read his first chapter. Uh, it was pretty good. I gave him Cappy some feedbacks, feedback on it. Um, and uh, he's working away diligently at the moment on that, which is nice. Um, so check out his uh, website, his books, his podcasts, because he has a couple, uh, the Older Brother podcast, as well as his normal one, and his YouTube channel and his Arsehole Consulting. Uh, if you want to sponsor my blog, you can, and I will do every week what you just heard then and try and send, send people to whatever it is that you're doing. As long as there's no sustainability or you know anything like that involved with what you're doing if there's anything like that involved with you what you're doing i don't want to hear from you and i definitely don't want to spruik your ridiculously crap products um if you like this uh podcast subscribe follow me yeah uh if you uh want to go even further you can follow my blog okay and every time i post something you'll get a little email that said adam just put this up if you want to read some more click on it so i don't send newsletters i don't do anything like that as everyone who follows me can attest uh you can buy my books pushing rubber downhill uh journey to manhood via whitewater adventures and run guts pull cones a routing adventure in the italian alps of course it's coming up to christmas so these would be excellent christmas goodies uh for any men in your life uh so uh, and women women have read my books and said they like them too for some bizarre reason but they do so uh this is me keeping it to under uh 40 minutes as i said the podcast is going to be uh shorter from now on so um thanks for listening have a good week leading up to christmas and uh i'll talk to you all next week ciao